Squadcast, a Tag Digital podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, and welcome back to another installment of the Tag Digital Squadcast. This week, you can probably tell I'm flying solo. However, don't worry, we still have some great content in store for you. In today's episode, I'm really keen to discuss sustainability and how event organisers can adapt their strategies in order to become more sustainable going forward. Now, as much as you all might like listening to my voice for 30 minutes, we thought it might be better to get an expert in the field of sustainability and sustainable events on this week. So I'm delighted to be able to welcome Maya Matra, who is the co-founder, marketing and sustainability director at Reset Connect, one of the UK's largest sustainability events. Welcome, Maya. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, so can you just give us a kind of brief intro on who you are, what you do um, and the kind of the field you work in? Yeah. Hi. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, we're Reset Connect. We are a year round community platform driving net zero solutions and their financing. So basically, that looks like an event, a live event in uh, June, which is part of London's Climate Action Week, which is called Reset Connect London, and it supports businesses to find sustainable solutions and um, the finance, financing to action them. I think a lot of the time, if you want to retrofit your buildings, you know what you need, you know what solutions you need, but you don't necessarily have the funding to be able to do that. So we connect those two, um, and then we also run a series of workshops specifically for event costs to help them learn um, how to measure and reduce emissions and also form objectives and strategies longer term from those. Nice one. Yeah, that's, that's something I saw on your website um, prior to kind of catching up today. I saw that financial, no matter what you do, sustainability is going to be a quite a financial kind of um, undertaking, no matter how, how you approach it. it. definitely There is definitely a financial cost to it. So... It's definitely that you're can definitely great that you're at, at some point, definitely, yeah. I mean I think there there's definitely steps you can take that don't have to be. And part of it is looking at how we approach it. We look at it as investment rather than a cost because yeah. you will reap the rewards. But um but yeah, I mean some elements, especially around the building side of things, are definitely gonna have a cost involved. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, um it's been a bit of a crazy kinda couple of years, a kinda crazy period throughout this whole kind of pandemic um, lots of learnings, lots of takeaways that we've had from our kind of side of the events industry but what would you say your biggest learning or takeaway from that kind of 2020-2021 period has been? Um, I'd say it's how changeable the world is and how adaptable we can be um, I, don't, I don't think the world is like any, any of us remember it two years ago, um, we've all had to adapt our businesses, we've had to bring in virtual and hybrid, we've had to sometimes change up skill sets in terms of sustainability, you know, that's fairly new field for a lot of businesses currently. Um, We're looking at COVID safety measures at our events and to be able to travel and we're just taking it all in our stride, we we adapt. So I think um, that's probably my biggest learning is that we adapt, we grow and we make this our our core skill set in a way so that whatever we're faced with, we know that we can we can take it on yeah absolutely squadcast the tag digital podcast 
So why is it so important that individuals working in events get on board with being more sustainable? Um, well, I think traditionally events are fairly carbon emission heavy exercises. We send a lot of people and products across the world. Um, we don't necessarily use reusable materials within our events, so there's a lot of waste involved. Um, it's only currently mandated for large companies to report on their carbon emissions, but that will start coming in for everyone. So we kind of firstly need to be on top of it now because when it does come in, you don't want to have that extra expense. You don't want to have to quickly react um, as a as a kind of an urgent measure. You want to be able to do it with a strategy and with a plan in place. But also um, customers want it and investors want it. So um, I think we'll find more and more that people will start choosing brands and start choosing products and events that are in line with their, um, their kind of green credentials. But also investors are looking at ESG metrics um, which is environmental, social governance, which is how how a company runs their business in terms of those metrics. And they will only start investing, or they're only investing really, in businesses that can show they're doing something positive in those areas. So I think all around, it's, it's whether you feel ready to adapt to it or not yet, it's changing around you, so you will be left behind. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And... One of the kind of main changes we saw, um, or we kind of we saw that a lot of our clients were forced to kind of to to make the change, was we saw an increase in the number of virtual events. That was kind of off the back of COVID, but in my mind, that is a kind of sustainable step as well for the events industry. Would you say that event organisers should be organising virtual events wherever possible? I think it's definitely part of the toolkit. Um, I wouldn't say it's going to replace face to face. I think there's so much. Um, you don't get from a virtual event there's that the, the connection there's um kind of there's a lot of conversation and um collaboration that only seems to be able to happen in a face-to-face environment um but i think being able to use virtual as part of your toolkit i think is is definitely here to stay um i think people will choose more and more which events to go to which events to support so if you can offer that element where maybe not every, maybe not your typical international audience is coming to your event, but they still get to benefit. Um, I think that's probably more where it lies. It's kind of a, a balance between um, integrating virtual into your standard event format. Yeah, I totally like that idea of like, it isn't almost like the, the full strategy, but it's like you say, it's part of the toolkit and like a kind of a hybrid approach is definitely something we are seeing a lot of. Um, yeah, and we, and we don't know where things are going to go. If, if things in COVID not gone away yet, if um, if we do face any other lockdown, knowing how to um, monetize your events through virtual as well is good to know um, in case we ever face this again. Yeah, I think I think that there is definitely a way to monetize it as well. We've learned, um, you know, a lot of people will be more likely to attend something virtually or even on demand if they know that they don't perhaps have to dedicate a specific like block of time to it. If they can come back at a later time, access on demand, they're probably more likely to, to pay for that and learn in their own time. Um, that's where some, that's something we've noticed um, a lot of clients kind of feedback to saying that we got a lot of value out of going virtual or going hybrid because people are even converting or registering after the event just so that they can um, kind of 
experience this content kind of all year round sort of thing so um i definitely think it's like a kind of great thing to have in your toolkit as you said but in terms of strategy sorry on you go i was just gonna sorry i was just gonna say that i think i think another reason it needs to be part of it is i think we all experience kind of um you know virtual fatigue i think we need a change up on those formats i mean Mm. everyone was so excited getting back to -to face-to-face events because there's different energy involved there's a different i think we, we need the, the two formats together i think if it's all online um people drop out there's no commitment whilst it is easy i agree that it's easy you probably get a higher um kind of registration there isn't that kind of duty uh, to go along in the same way although like you say you can catch up afterwards but i think there's just um an extra layer with face-to-face that people are excited about they commit to your meeting your network you're, there's a lot more that can happen from a face-to-face event. Yep, absolutely. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. So, where can event organisers start shaping their sustainability strategies? Um, I think I think the first step is measuring. Um, if you don't, I mean, I think a lot a lot of people already have some great initiatives in place. They're you know reducing food waste at their their um, their venues. They are perhaps getting rid of single-use plastics or at least using as much of it. But without measuring, you don't have a benchmark on how you're improving. Um, so, And I think, you know, it's it's still a new area for all of us. So when we don't have a benchmark for the industry yet, mm-hmm. but what we are doing is every, if everyone's measuring their own emissions from their events last year or for this year, you have a benchmark against yourself. And that's the most important thing at the moment is just knowing how your events are changing year to year or your your events are changing month to month, however, you know, depending on the frequency. Yep, absolutely. And in, in terms of like impact areas, can you give some examples of these that kind of event organisers might need to focus on? Yeah, I think um, some of the key ones are um, transport, energy, materials so like transport it's not only um people and it it could be staff going to events it could be your delegates and your exhibitors um so do they need to all drive in could they be getting public transport can you be getting your supplies from local um local suppliers so you're actually reducing the amount of shipping involved with with the products you're bringing along to the event um around energy a big part of it is powering the venue so uh, do you ha- I think that's a big part where you have to be working in collaboration with the venue um, and a lot of them are already kind of well on their way to creating um, net zero like roadmaps but could you be shutting off your electricity overnight do you need to have electricity on for your build up and breakdown as as, as much as it currently is um, it's just looking at other ways of reducing but again that comes down to measuring what, what are you currently on? Where are your Where are your peaks? And then when you know that, you can understand where to um, you know where to focus on. And then the other thing is materials. So you've got a lot of stand build. You've got a lot of signage. Um, what ways can we reduce the waste associated with them? So can you have reusable stands? Can you have reused furniture? Is your site Does your signage need to be year specific? Can you make it so that it's um, reusable year after year or perhaps it's even um, even looking at the materials can it be compostable can it be digital 
yeah and obviously that, that that's something that we kind of try to help with a lot in terms of you know what we do we we offer quite a sustainable way of marketing your event we everything we do is completely online so we're trying to kind of push that as much as possible within the events industry that like paid for online marketing is not only like a really powerful tool but it's also a very sustainable tool it's something that we're trying to kind of maybe push across this year that maybe you don't need to invest so much in those kind of kind of marketing materials that perhaps aren't so sustainable um there's a wide reach online especially with virtual events you can reach further and people are probably only going to attend virtually so they'll probably also register virtually so um that's definitely something kind of close to our hearts as well um the kind of material side of things it's something we can relate to quite uh, quite well and we're always kind of conscious of how we get our message out there as well as a business and um, we always yeah. trying to kind of focus on the kind of the paid kind of digital kind of aspect of, of marketing as you can imagine yeah and I've, I've i've seen recently at events um where you traditionally have like uh, media libraries or you know media partners instead of having magazines and uh, printed materials there's just qr codes everywhere which is another great example of, of um, how digital can replace you know waste from materials yep absolutely squadcast the tag digital podcast how would you advise event organizers can get their whole team on board with sustainability plans and strategies? I think, I think the first thing really is taking away any overwhelm. So I think if you break it down into bite-sized pieces, everyone, it depends, I guess, firstly, I guess it depends on whether you've got a um, dedicated team or sustainability person in place. If you haven't, then I think it's definitely breaking it down into bite-sized pieces so um, everyone perhaps takes on one area. Um, I think as we were discussing earlier it's I think a big part of it is measuring I think if you understand and can quantify where you're most wasteful or where you've got um you know your biggest emissions I think that will also drive um more understanding and awareness of where you need to make change and hopefully that drives the kind of the passion from the team to to really kind of want to make a difference um but then also I, I get people involved you need to have open conversations. So ask your ask your colleagues, ask your customers. You know what what do they want to see? What are the areas that distress distress them the most? What are the areas that are most um, you know close to their heart? And they might not be the biggest impact streams, but I think to begin with, it's getting people passionate. So it's getting people doing the things they think really matter and make a difference. And once you get started, you've got that momentum to carry on further. Yeah, I think that's great. I think passion, is, I mean, this sustainability is something a lot of people are passionate about. So even just, you know, asking your team, what do you think is most important? And then start from there. That's, that's a really good kind of place to start. And it will kind of filter through everything you do, I think, going forward. Yeah, and, and I think the thing with sustainability is it, it doesn't have to be top down. It can be bottom up. It can be from anywhere. You just need mm. to have, the main thing driving it is the passion. I mean, obviously, um, your investors are pushing for it, there will be more of, um, you know, more pressure from your board or there will be more pressure from the top down as we progress because there is a link to business benefits um, to profit- profitability. But, um, yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. You just need to find those people passionate within your business. Brilliant. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. So before we finish up, I just wanted to ask you a few kind of more uh, 
relaxed questions now that we've we've gotten to the kind of meat of bones of everything. Um, the first one really is what what is your favourite event that you've been to and why? It would have to be a festival, uh, probably Glastonbury. Um, I think partly just because I haven't been to one in so long now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's the community. I think the 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 live aspect, the community, the fact that um, everyone is sharing in one um, one huge experience. Um, but also, you know, it is, you know, not that it has to have a sustainable angle to it, but um, it is outdoors. They do a lot of regeneration um, with their lands as well. So it makes a nice added extra. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that would also be, I mean, I haven't actually been to Glastonbury, but that's definitely on my bucket list. I definitely am missing the, uh, the festivals uh, big time. So yeah, hoping to get maybe even to, to like Redden and Leeds or something like that um, this year, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I mean, they did they did quite a number of test events last year, didn't they, which all seem to be um, to be safe. So, yep. yeah, fingers crossed. Yep, all going well. And lastly, what are your predictions for events in 2022? Um, I think that's quite a tough question. Um, uh, I think as we already touched on, the world is so changeable, but I think an element of virtual is definitely here to stay. I think it's got a lot of um, benefits. Um, but also, I think, kind of, as again, I, I touched on earlier, I think people are going to be a bit more, more mindful of picking which events to go to. So I think when we do commit um, to go, so say, you know, if you've got a trade show you want to go to in Dubai, you'll make sure you've got all of your connections happening, all of your meetings happening in that one space and be far more um, effective with that tra- with those travel plans rather than doing five trips out a year yeah I think that's totally true yeah absolutely thanks so much Maya <laughs> that's been so great to talk to you and um, like I've, I've found it really really interesting just learning how we can make events a lot more sustainable going forward so um, it's definitely opened my eyes to kind of a lot of new techniques and kind of like how we can start from maybe even it doesn't have to start from the top it can start from the bottom all those sorts of things so um, it's been really really insightful thanks so much alright thank you thanks for having me Squadcast the Tag Digital Podcast listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify